Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am joined today by Adir Ben Yehuda, the founding member. How did I do? Is that pretty good? The founding member and VP of sales at walnut.io. How are you doing today, dear? I'm good. I'm good. It's great to be here, David. Yeah, thanks for jumping on all the way from New York. And I'm excited to dive in. I've been curious about Walnut for a while and wanted to know, how did you come about you know, starting the company with the founding team? And what's the problem that you're trying to solve? So the initial problem that we're trying to solve is like around the demo instance, right? It's like when we looked at the challenge of demoing, we saw that a lot, a lot of the organizations are, they have challenges with just spinning out the demo environment, making sure it's stable, but also making sure it's personalized, right? Through the process. And that was the initial like go to market. That's the first pitch. What we tried to talk about the stability of the demo environment, the personalization of the demo environment. But as we started like getting more and more inbound and talking with more companies, we came to realize that the core of our technology at Walnut is also impacting not just the demo instance, but it actually makes it redundant in some cases because you have the power, we unleash the power to show the product across the sales cycle. And then the event quote of demoing is a piece that you can actually talk about activation and value rather than just showing, hey, here's a drop-down menu of my demo. Here you can click there because the prospect is being exposed to the product very early on. So that's the initial, that's the problem we're trying to resolve and to help helping go-to-market and sales organizations become more prospect-centric and more product-led in terms of their go-to-market motion. Okay. So how is it done today as far as demos? Like if you set up a sales call with a prospect and how do most companies do demos? So in most of organizations, what would happen is let's start from the top. You go to the website, you have a lot of content, maybe video if you're lucky, all those white papers and things like this, right? Like people don't have time or the capacity to read those kind of things. Then the lead comes inbound and even before the demo starts, right? You go on an SDR call for 30 minutes, mostly asking you questions. You came there, you looked at the website because you have a pain point you need to resolve. But then the flow is you talk with an SDR for 30 minutes. If you're lucky enough to be qualified with your challenge, then they bring in an AE, an account executive to the call itself, right? And then it's another 30 minutes, 45 minutes of a conversation in which you, the prospect, repeats time and time again about what you just mentioned to an SDR. And usually on the third call, again, if you're lucky, you'll see a demo. So it's already three touch points, right? On an average deal, right? Three touch points. And then the demo itself will be generic. It will, wouldn't be personalized to your pain point. It will, you'll have a solution engineer that will just tick all the boxes of what he thinks needs to be shown. And it's usually around 60 minutes. If you're lucky, sometimes it's 90 minutes. And then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. I think I need this. I think resolves my pain point. You ask for a trial, right? That's usually the flow. Yeah. And so do usually software companies customize the demo for individuals or do they just basically do the same demo over and over again? You know, it's a great question. The answer is no, they're not individualizing this, right? It costs a lot of money to do this. It's an overhead. You need a very equipped personnel to do those kind of things. And you need an, essentially the R&D in your product team to do this, right? So it's very expensive. It's very hard. It's not scalable. And when we actually did a survey a, a while ago, 
around what SaaS buyers really want, right? And we saw that the majority of them, or 35% of them, wanted and looked for personalized demos, but most of the companies are not. Okay. And then, so how does Walnut work then? So you can just go on the website and get a demo right there, or is there some kind of personalization that takes place? Let's start from the end. The first thing we do is we enable, we unleash this power of personalization to the rest of the team. You don't need to know any code because it's a no code platform. You don't need to have any sense of like, of I would say it about myself, right? But any design sense, I have zero design sense. I think everything is pretty. So, <laughs> so you don't need to know those kind of things. We help you build this. So first of all, we unleash this power as a company. The second thing is yes, a prospect goes on the website, he can get a personalized demo, but when he goes on a first call with a rep, he can actually get a personalized demo based on his pain points, his needs, the size of the company, and so on and so forth, right? Things he actually cares about. Okay. So instead of doing a demo, the sales rep can, you know, ask open-ended questions and try to get some discovery. And then they can give the demo after just through Walnut, or is it before? Yeah. So it's actually before, if the lead comes from the website, like I would give an example from Walnut, we actually know what size of company you are, right? In most forms, and people like do this in most forms, they ask what size of company are you? Like, who are you? What's the background, right? It could be shorter, longer, but you have some information. And when this lead goes inbound, you already have an SDR that shows you a demo on the first call, but it's kind of personalized to your needs, right? In a higher level. The second call is another conversation about the product, even more personalized, but that's the flow. But again, think about what I just said, like the differences, the current process that a lot of organizations need three calls yeah. until you get a demo, right? Here, it's the first call, you already get a demo and it's also personalized, right? So we save a lot of time also, not just for the prospect, but for the organization itself. Okay, interesting. So, and you, you know, in doing the survey about how people buy software now and what they want is that sort of how you develop this idea to make it easier for them so the, actually the reason we did the, the process because we saw the impact of organization or we did a survey sorry we saw the impact of organizations that have utilized walnut and changed their go-to-market motion and once they change it they saw a huge huge impact from shaving off almost a month from their sales cycle increasing the ACV, but also increasing efficiency. And you know, during those great economic times with the, everyone like the hashtag downturn, right? Companies have to be, become more efficient. They still need to sell, they still need to grow, but they have to become more efficient. And we saw the level of efficiency because it's just like common sense. You understand who wants to buy, how quick they want to buy very early on and you save time for all the signs, yeah. Got it. And what kind of companies do you think usually use Walnut, you know, for automating the demo process? Is it usually product-led growth companies or can it be used for other types? Yeah, so it's actually all companies and I would say from a few dimensions, right? So companies that are not like PLG, quote unquote, or self-service use us because they want to make sure that they have the power of showing the product very early on or throughout the process, right? Companies that are using us from a PLG or a self-service motion would use us before their PLG motion. They would usually see a dip in the conversion rate for the PLG, for the registered user, but an increase of at least five to six times 
of the intent of the PQL, of the product qualified lead for that matter, because the lead actually knows what it's coming into. And again, it just makes sense because they saw how the product is based on their personalized needs. So that's one aspect. I think the other dimension of this would be the size of companies. We were very surprised from the get-go back in October 2020 to see the amount of inbound and interest we got from enterprise organizations, big organizations like Dell, like Adobe was great. It was insane. And we came quickly, became to realize that those organizations as well, they want to show more directed demos. They want to be more prospect centric and look at the prospect needs and meet the prospect on his time, schedule, needs, and like pain points that he has. Okay. Why was that surprising that the bigger companies were also interested in this? I mean, because it's a very innovative and it kind of like democratizing some of the processes that they have today. And usually larger organizations are less inclined to do it. But I think when COVID hit, those big organizations became to realize they can't like close deals by flying to a client and then sitting in the office all day and then have a steak dinner, right? They actually need <laughs> to show the product very early on. And that was the main change. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with everyone moving online, you know, during COVID, it had to accelerate this process, right? To do the demos online versus face-to-face, right? Yep. Yep. And so, you know, how do you use it at Walnut? Do you use Walnut at Walnut? We do. So one of the best examples that I can share is if you go on an SDR call with us, like a first call, you'll get a demo on a first call. And it helps us tremendously. We close last quarter, we close six figures, one call closed because of this, because the prospect goes on a call. He asks a few questions like, Hey, here's the product. It's like, cool. Can you send me the, what's the price? Oh yeah. It works great for me. Send me the docker sign. Right? So it's usually for the smaller ACV deals and it's usually for the smaller companies, but it saves them time. It saves us time. It increases our efficiency. And that's one of the great places we use it. Oh, nice. Okay. So will you be able to get rid of SDRs? then because you don't need it anymore, right? Or can one salesperson do the whole thing? Yeah, I think we can elevate SDRs, right? So I think when you see SDRs in a lot of organizations, and that's what we do here at Walnut, but in a lot of organizations, you have SDRs as someone who's, who's coming is like, I couldn't find any other job. I'm going to sales, an entry, an entry role. is going to be an <laughs> SDR, right? Like, like, let's put things on the table, but that's usually the physics around it. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to give it a year here. And then I'll try to find another role in a different company as an account, junior account executive. What we do in Walnut, and we do it with a lot of companies that are utilizing Walnut, you actually elevate SDR. You put a lot of responsibility on the SDRs because instead of just pushing papers and asking questions, they're actually impacting the sentiment of the entire funnel after, the sentiment of the deal, because they're showing the product very early on. And then you're going to ask me, what's going to happen with the solution engineers? Solution engineers can finally hop on calls not because the salespeople want them on calls to have someone to blame if the deal went wrong and sure. not just to show the demo. They actually can talk about value and activation and things that like actually care for the prospect actually care about and they're getting paid for. Interesting. Okay. And so how does it personalize the demo to somebody? If I just came to your website and the box popped up, how does it know me or what I'm interested in specifically, or does it? Answer, it, it, no. it doesn't know. We ask questions and we have the option to add variables. So 
if you think about the level of personalization, we can change text, we can change images, we can change color palettes or whatever you want essentially within the product, but then it's how you do it at scale, right? So it's one thing to do it locally, but how you do it at scale. So we have a technology that we've embedded within the protocol of variables, and then it's autofill by a form from an account executive, SDR, whoever it is automatically, or from the website itself automatically and populate all the fields that we decided to make variables on, right? So if I know that you're a specific size of an organization, I know your name, I can even know your logo. It's an account executive. I can change everything within seconds. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. And I mean, there's a few different companies that are trying to solve this problem. What do you think makes Walnut unique in the competitive landscape? I think the main thing that makes us unique and helps us is we think about it from a propagation. It doesn't help me if an organization uses it on one or two or three people. Like the way we've built a product is not just the ease of creating those demos, replicating those demos, but actually the ease of propagation, making sure that your entire sales organization, go-to-market organization would utilize it, right? So we have places that you can control and keep quality assurance. You can actually track the usage of the product and you can actually slice and dice the product in different places based on your funnel. So that's the key part that we're focusing on. Okay, so you would need like almost like an operations manager to make sure that you're setting it up correctly and tweaking it and everyone's, you know, using it correctly. Who on the team would run the overall process if you deployed it to the whole sales funnel? Yeah, that's a great question. It depends on the size of the organization, right? Some organizations are utilizing it from a product marketing perspective. I mean, think about it today. You have decks. How are you making sure that people are utilizing those decks? How are you making sure they're fresh? How are you, you make sure they know where to use them? Yeah, product marketing is usually one of the people or the personas within the organizations that are controlling those kind of things, right? And then if you think about it, in a smaller organizations, you have solution engineers, especially like when it comes to 50 employees, they usually would hire an SC or a solution consulting before they hire product marketing, right? So they control like the demo event and you can help them propagate this and control this. In larger organizations, you have sales ops that is doing the same thing with a CRM, doing the same thing with Gong or Course or Zoom Info. They're doing the same thing with Walnut. That's the control part of things. And then we have data that is connected directly to CRMs that you can make sure that people are actually using and adopting the product. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's a requirement almost to have someone in sales operations these days. You know, if you've got a sophisticated stack of technology you've got there's somebody has to be in charge of making sure that it works correctly would you agree i mean only if you want to grow fast yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean how did you get involved in this field i mean it seems like you really are knowledgeable about this particular industry yeah so i've been in sales like the better part of my life right all my career and something that i'm very passionate about And this specific topic was always a challenge. And you have the CEO of the company, the founder of the company called me and he's like, hey, I I have this idea around those kind of things. And I'm wondering what you think about it from a sales perspective. And I immediately told him, hey, I'm joining. And it's like, I didn't even offer. I'm like, no, no, I know. But I'm like, this is like, I'm going to join. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Because if you think about it, and probably a lot of people that can hear us now, right? They're like, oh, this is a main challenge for me. Because at the end of the day, the pivotal moment, 
pivotal moment of, of your deal, the go or no go would be when the prospect sees your product. That's the pivotal moment when he decides, okay, I can actually do something about it or eh, it's not for me, right? And that's exactly where we're putting ourselves, right? We're, we're trying to not just amplify this pivotal moment, but propagate this across the sales funnel. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because you can have great salespeople or mediocre salespeople, you know, and it's hard to know if everyone's following the same process and, you know, doing similar things. But with something like this, the beauty of the technology is that you know that the demo is going to be really good <laughs> across the, yeah. the scale, right? And also we're talking a little about what, like how it can impact like the SaaS buyer, right? But if you think about it, the modern SaaS seller needs to be knowledgeable about his product, right? So they need to know how the product works sometimes as well as a solution consultant, a solution engineer to make an impact because it's like you're selling a product at the end of the day. And not in all cases you can find like those kind of individuals, but you still need to hire, right? So it actually can help you kind of bridge the gap between their sales ability to their technical ability or their ability to know how to position the product and the product solution in the best way. So that's one place that I think we can definitely help from a SaaS perspective. And it's not just about Walnut. When you look, when people think about their go-to-market motion, I think they need to think about two things, right? They need to think about how quickly, maybe a moment before, do I really believe in the power of my product? And I hope for everyone out there, the answer is 100% yes, right? So if I truly believe in the power of my product, how can I make sure that I would expose it as quick and as soon as possible within the process, right? And that's the place that I think people should think about. And that's the place that I think people should start adopting those kind of things. And we saw it in our survey as well. Yeah. And, you know, the efficiency of, you know, getting the timeline shorter and they either, you know, they can decide. So you don't have yeah. a bunch of dead weight in your pipeline as much as if you haven't been able to do this. Do you think that we're going toward a future where you just won't need salespeople anymore? Everything will be like if you took Walnut today and applied it 10 years in the future with AI and you know natural language processing and things like that, that we just won't need salespeople? You're asking a loaded question, you know? <laughs> I know, that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, I could imagine that. I would answer truthfully. I could imagine that because I think it would change, right? I think yeah. for the smaller deals, definitely. Yeah. For the quicker yeah. deals, definitely. I think it's also, it's not just Walnut, right? It's not because the logo here, here yeah, on this side. <laughs> it's not just, I think it's an evolution of the field. That's what, like you see it with PLG, but it's something that the buyer, the regulator of the question you just asked is the buyer. They will set the tone, right? The buyers. And if you think about modern buyers today, the millennials, the Gen Zs of the world, they're used to buying without humans in the middle. And as they're like moving up the ranks in their organization, they're getting more budget. That's the way they would expect to do their B2B buying, right? So yes, the answer is yes, especially for those smaller deals. I think the plates of salespeople will become more impactful when it comes down to the bigger deals, the bigger ACPs, when organizations want to double down on things. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing evolution. I mean, and someday, you know, you just pick up your phone and watch Walnut and press the button and buy something for $50,000. You know, I mean, it's, you know it's funny you mentioned this specific thing because I had a conversation with a friend a few months ago 
exactly about this point. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, did you took a vacation this summer? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. And how much did it roughly cost you? And he was like, I don't know, like 25K. We went with the entire family. It was a nice trip to the Caribbean. I'm like, first of all, that's awesome for you. But then I asked him, how did you buy this? Like through an agent? He's like, no, I, like, I bought this myself. And I'm like, well, did you do it from your phone? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what happened if just seven years ago, I would tell you, hey, you're going to spend 25K from your phone, probably on the subway or something, right? <laughs> Get a vacation. He's like, you would tell me, you're absolutely nuts. I'm never going to spend that amount of money from my phone, right? And that's exactly the evolution. That's where it's going. I think, I don't know if it's real, but the largest online purchase was Mark Cuban bought a private jet online. (laughs) (laughs) That's extreme, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is extreme, but I uh, would believe that. (laughs) Yeah. This is so interesting. I I, I do wish everyone is listening here to buy a jet online. (laughs) You know what? Hang on. Hold my beer. I'll be right back. No, this is so interesting, though. Thank you for taking us through it. I mean, if people want to learn more about this, how can they watch a demo over at Walnut? Just go on walnut.io and check us out. We're there. It is. It's a great website. And we have a link to the research paper that you mentioned on buyer behavior. And I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to evolve with the trends and not be left behind because I think a lot of companies still try to sell in the old school methods, especially outside of the tech industry. We've got to evolve in this direction. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure.